Would you pray with me? God, our hope and our desire, we wait for your coming as a woman longs for the birth, the exile for her home, and the humble poor for justice. May we hear your word of difficult peace in this word today. Amen. So we have lit the second candle on the wreath, the candle of peace. Yet the Annunciation story this morning is far from peace-filled. In fact, Mary's encounter with the angel Gabriel acknowledges fear right out of the gate. Do not be afraid, Mary, Gabriel says, which he would not have said, he wouldn't have needed to say if she wasn't afraid. And in fact, those are the first words out of every angel's mouth in the Bible, fear not. The poet Rilke wrote every angel is terrifying. They bring messages not of peace, but of change. And change, as we all know, can be terrifying. Mary has many reasons to hear this message and be afraid. Mary's a 14-year-old girl from the backwater town of Nazareth, betrothed but not married to a man who can leave her at any time for any reason. She's a virgin who is a, at the mercy of a society that offered no support to women, especially women who didn't play by the rules. The angel messenger tells Mary, don't be afraid, Mary. You are God's favored one. But don't be misled. Being favored by God is not as great as one might think. God's blessings are never intended to establish our social acceptability or wealth or to secure our comfort. This word the angel gives is supposed to be a word of assurance. First, he thinks, I'll comfort her. The Lord is with you. But then the remainder of his message disrupts her whole life. You shall bear a child. Not any child, but one who will be great and who will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Any semblance of security Mary has as a 14-year-old girl in this patriarchal world is put at risk with the angel's words. Her future, in a blink, turns toward uncertainty. But this young girl is not meek nor mild. She goes toe-to-toe -to -toe with Gabriel. Mary counters, how on earth could this happen? And Gabriel allows her query. He will not coerce from her a yes. The angel tells Mary her cousin Elizabeth, who is well beyond the age of childbearing, is already six months pregnant. And hearing this good news, Mary's fears are transformed into heartfelt courage. Here am I, let it be. 
For the past 21 months, our world has been living with unrelenting anxiety and fear. We've never experienced a collective trauma like this pandemic. In addition to the COVID virus's uncertainties, we are also experiencing the far-reaching effects of climate change and natural disasters. We don't really know in what direction we are heading, and the uncertainty of that alone is ratcheting up our anxieties. We're pretty twitchy, if you haven't noticed. Fear is contagious, and fear not processed in a healthy way can separate us from ourselves and from one another and from God. Because we feel suspicious, we act out of that place where our worst selves reside. Our nervous systems register fear, and unrecognized fear is a recipe for extremism, violence, addiction, divisions, and rage. When we're gripped with fear, our hearts shrink, our lives become small, and we lose touch with how to move toward love. Living in a state of fear makes us slaves to it, and we aren't even aware that it's got its grip on us. Now, along with the most popular purchases in 22, I read, toilet paper, bread yeast, exercise equipment. How many of you are still using yours? Be honest. Air purifiers, face masks, tech gadgets, and pets. Gun sales escalated during the pandemic, a chilling measure of our escalating fear. In fact, 23 million firearms were bought in 2020, up 65% from 2019. And December 14th will mark the ninth anniversary of the Sandy Hook Elementary School tragedy, a horror that brought us all to our knees. And this past week, our hearts ached yet again by a mass shooting by a 15-year-old in a Michigan high school. These unimaginable acts of violence baffle our minds, and they bruise our hearts, and they make us more afraid of the world. E emotions, more specifically fear, drive the converse, conversation and the debate on both sides of the discussion on gun control. And we must recognize and process our fears in healthy ways in order to move toward any sort of reconciliation with sanity. God seeks to break the bonds of fear so that we might live and talk and make policies from a place of love and peace, not distrust. But to love with full hearts requires our hearts to be cracked open. So what do we read about the antidotes in Mary's story, the antidotes to Mary's fear? Well, first, Mary leaned into her fear. Counterintuitively, it is moving toward our fears, not away from them. 
that keeps us from being controlled by them. Mary takes heart. She listens to the angel's proposal. She questions the angel and then steps on to the ledge of uncertainty. Poet David White says this about courage. Courage is the measure of our heartfelt participation with life, with one another, with a community, with work, a future. To be courageous is not necessarily to go anywhere or do anything, except to make conscious those things we already feel deeply, and then to live through the unending vulnerabilities of those consequences. Mary sets her heart on the promise that there will be a fulfillment of God's promise, even if it means her living through unending vulnerabilities of that promise. Mary trusts her own instinct. If she answers yes to this invitation, her son will be a blessing to the future of God's people, in fact, to the future of the whole world. How does Mary deal with the antidote to fear? Secondly, she seeks social connection. She turns to Elizabeth immediately for support and assurance. After Gabriel departs, Mary leaves directly to Elizabeth's house. And like Elizabeth's four mothers, Sarah and Hannah, Elizabeth had given up hope for her own child. She felt the pain of infertility for years. But the angel visited Zechariah and delivered the promise that she too would birth a very miracle child. And when Mary reaches Elizabeth's door, Elizabeth offers Mary sanctuary. She offers her the emotional, physical sustenance that she needs. Empathy, a shared trust, safety, mutual love. Being in trusting relationships are what keeps us from allowing our fears to paralyze us. This pandemic has caused disconnection and loneliness, but it's never too late to foster connections with others. And I think we can do that very simply. Start by knowing your neighborhood and your neighbors. Lead with kindness. Start by greeting the person you pass on the sidewalk with a smile. Say thank you to servers and store clerks who attend to your needs. These simple, stress-free, unremarkable human interactions remind us we are sharing this remarkable time in our shared history. We don't have to carry alone, our backpack of fear and anxiety. And lastly, instead of retreating into her past, Mary embraces this radically new vision of her life, and she sings a song of freedom. While at Elizabeth's, Mary, Elizabeth's, Mary begins to understand the largest purpose of her call, to allow room in her life to birth the light of the world. The child of God will be born in the darkness of night without pomp or circumstance, without fanfare, 
but the world of darkness will never be the same. There's a Scandinavian proverb that says, faith is a bird that feels dawn breaking and sings while it is still dark. The Magnificat, or Hannah's song, is the bookend to the story of Mary's, the Annunciation, the Visitation, and the Magnificat. It's one of the oldest poems in the Hebrew Bible. The song proclaims sweeping inversions that will take place in God's neighborhood of care. God would scatter the proud in the dreams of their hearts, it goes. God would bring down the fearful. The rich will go away empty. The hungry and lowly will be lifted up. Mary's song is prophetic. Even with trepidation, Mary sings while it is still dark. In her child, Mary believes that peace is coming. O fearful world, let us believe it too. Thanks be to God. Amen.